Good day, everyone. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are out there in the world. Do you know that emotions, emotional triggers are something that we've all experienced, right? Um, but often at the time that you're experiencing it, it doesn't feel really great. So today on today's episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show, we are going to discuss those emotional triggers, where they come from and what you can do about it. Let's get ready to learn to lead above the grind. fantastic episode. We're going to get our conversation started. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Coffee with Rhonda show. This is your inspiration, revelation, and wit for today's Savvy Leader. So we are here with episode 60. Gosh, I can't even believe it's episode 60. And on today's coffee table, yes, Ross, yes. So today on our coffee table discussion, we are going to talk about triggers right? Those emotional triggers, what they are, why they happen, and what we can do about it. So before we introduce our guests and our uh, amazing caffeinated co-hosts, uh, just a few housekeeping items. If you're tuning in wherever you're tuning in from, like the video, share the video. Um, and if you happen to be watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, also, don't forget to comment during the show. We bring your comments into our discussion. They power us. They uh, really infuse and engage us in our conversation. So we want to hear from you as well. If you're watching, don't forget to tell us what's in your cup and where you're watching from. So we're excited to be here. My name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I am what I call uh, our soul, and that is a recovering stressed out leader. So what I do today is I help leaders really decide that it is time to be more empowered and to feel more well-being by learning to lead above the grind. And so today I have my my little I lead above the grind cup. I lead above the grind cup. Just in case you didn't know, I lead above the grind, right? This is a choice. So in my cup today, I have uh, some, I have mocha cinnamon uh, with my almond creamer. So that's me and that's what's in my cup uh, today. So let's introduce our co-host and then we will introduce our wonderful guest for today. So let's start with you, Ms. Roz Jones. Good, good day. Good morning to you. Good morning, and I'm home two weeks in a row, honey. I'm happy. I'm happy. That's a good trigger. Yeah, to be at home. I'm Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers. In case you don't know, I don't know why you don't know. But anyway, I'm here to help expand the life of your loved one through caregiving services. And why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver reduce that SOS on their journey, which is being stressed overwhelmed and provided safety and security when you can't do it all give us a call, buddy. A call. and i have look i have my cup oh, not much in it. <laughs> i lead about the crime yes i do have a liquid in there but i care not to discuss what it is <laughs> Roz, it's just us your secret is safe with us and you know only everybody out 50 there. Billion, 50 million people on Facebook. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ms. Ross. Thank you. Good day. Good evening to you, Marae. Good morning to you all. How are you? This is Marae uh, tuning in from Perth, Australia. So down under, I'm the greatness engineer. I think you know it by now. 
and I make sure people understand that they are unlimited and they step into their greatness and I particularly focus on women in male-dominated environment. And today I'm drinking some lemongrass, so really good. Mmm, lemongrass, fantastic, yum. That's a Marae, you've got, does your jacket say Australia? Yeah, today I'm very patriotic. So uh, I said, okay, let me put it. I don't have my t-shirt, but I'm gonna put Australia. So next time, <laughs> hopefully I get my uh, coffee refund that t-shirt. Awesome, yeah, there's one. We're planning a show, everybody, where we're all gonna wear our t-shirts. So mm -hmm. that's gonna be coming up soon. Awesome, thanks so much, Marae. And so welcome. Uh, so I met this amazing lady uh, on Club in the in the halls of Clubhouse. I'm meeting a lot of really amazing, great people in the halls of Clubhouse, and we we um, participated in the first annual Global Emotional Intelligence Summit together. And so we connected then, uh, and so I thought I had to have her on the show. So welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show, Miss Wanda. Get, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you, and then tell us what you have in your cup. Well, hello, everyone. I am the CEO of We LLC Consulting Solutions. I do all things learning strategy, learning and development, especially areas around emotional intelligence. And I call myself an empowerment coach. Um, I love to empower women CEOs, business owners, executives and leaders um, so they can be their authentic self. So um, you know, just bringing us back to the wholeness of the matter that kind of gets lost in those spaces, right? Yes. Yeah. Very so good. thank you for having me here. I love the energy um, in this show. I love the ladies, the power ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I have more of the cup for uh, the for the coffee, but I do have coffee. She believed she could, so she did. So I'm having coffee this morning. Oh, nice. I like the cup. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're so excited. And I want to recognize and say good morning to Victoria. Uh, Victoria, hi out there tuning in from LinkedIn. Good morning to you. Victoria, you have to tell us what's in your cup. And, uh, and then she sent a little smiley face also. Uh, mom's also watching. Good morning, mom. Yes, I'm ready for another great one. I have mango twist in my cup. Mom has the most interesting things in her cup uh, every show. That sounds delicious. So thanks for tuning in. And we're going to go ahead and get our conversation started. So today we're going to be discussing emotional triggers. And as I, you know, dived into this topic a little bit more, of course, the first thing I found myself thinking about is what in the world is an emotional trigger? Uh, why do we have them, right? So we want to dive into that a little bit more. But I want to start with this quote. And I found this quote and thought that it really spoke to where we are today. So let me put that up for us. So people who trigger us to feel negative emotion are mess, right? They are messengers. And there's something that we have not healed yet within us that they are just bringing to the surface. So I really love the thought of that. It caused me to think a little bit about, you know, whenever I allow myself, and I'm going to use that term very consciously, whenever I allow myself to get triggered, what's the message in it for me? So, um, so that's going to be something that we dive a little bit more into. So, uh, so Victoria responded. She said, "Hey everyone, I have Starbucks French Rose, and so good to be here." And yes, absolutely, Victoria. Thank you so much, Starbucks French Rose. I love that. So, as we talk about triggers, let's talk about an emotional trigger. So, when I say, uh, "Are you emotionally triggered?" What comes forward for all of you? How do you define? an emotional trigger. Um, and Marae, let me start with you. How do you define an emotional trigger? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I think, you know, for me, the trigger, I've, my children know when I'm triggered. I'm, I'm starting, on, and it's funny because when I'm triggered, I'm starting to speak in, because I speak several languages, but when I'm triggered, I speak French. So they know that mom is triggered. We don't have to stay, or we, we have to run away. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, 
I hear triggers. When mommy starts speaking French, <laughs> that means there's a trigger coming behind that. So you better you better be running or changing rooms. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That seems simple enough, but I love it. It's easy for everyone to pick up on. Okay, go this way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So I, I think for me, trigger is uh, when you are in a in a state of. Um, I think it's a it's fear in a way because you you are in a situation where you don't really know how to react. So it's really the the first emotion coming out. And uh, without really calculating anything, so it's mm -hmm. just coming out, and then you say what you have to say, and by the time you realize, you regret what you just said. So it's, uh, <laughs> I think that's when those trigger, uh, that's how those trigger are working. You don't have any control on them, but you can actually sense, you know, when they're coming, and mm -hmm. that's um, and that's something. Uh, that uh, people can learn, I think. Uh, okay. That you know, they can feel like, okay, I'm going now in a zone where uh, I'm going to be triggered or I'm going to get out of control. So I, I will, you know, take action in a way or go out not to get the trigger to, you know, to stop or, you know, do something else or just stay silent or, you know, any strategy that we we can think about, so, you know, and that's important mm -hmm. to listen to ourselves, you know, listen to our body, listen, and, and, and really looking in internally how we feel when we communicate with people and when we are in a certain situation, when we are not at ease, when we are a bit scared, when there's a lot of fear, when there's a lot of um, ego, because the ego is really involved in all of this. So when we, we don't want to feel like we, uh, we're ridiculous or we, we, we really want to show a different, you know, image than what we are. And, and mm -hmm. that's, that's really when those triggers are actually, you know, uh, coming in and we can, we can already see, okay, that's not, that's not good. Well, it's interesting, I think, as you describe that, um, those triggers, it almost sounds like the raw emotional type of reaction, mm -hmm. right? It is that before you really have a chance to process and think about it, it just sort it's of out. happens. And that's mm -hmm. the trigger. So Victoria said, I can relate to that. Julia's uh, joining us. Julia was our guest on the show last week. Hey, Julia, great to see you. She has water in her cup. And then Victoria said, that's why I use a different language. <laughs> So my kids won't understand the words, but since the message, that is hilarious, Victoria. So, so, I, so let me, let me just say, I was looking into this and one person, uh, a couple of people, different ways that they describe triggers, but they say that it is something that really evokes that intense emotional reaction from you. And the key is sometimes that reaction is out of proportion to the event or to mm -hmm. what has happened. Right. And that's an important element. So, Roz, let's come to you and then we're going to go to Wanda and talk about what is trigger being triggered mean to you? Trigger means to me is when is everything that Mariah said. Plus, it pulls me out of character a little bit. Remember the alter ego I told you all about last year? The What's the name again? Jenkins Johnson. It pulls me into a whole nother person, honey. Yes, a whole nother person. And so when that person comes up, just like Mariah, everybody knows, go to your separate rooms, go to your four corners. Or if Ron says, well, I want to revisit some dialogue, that means I've had time to think about it, analyze it, and I'm coming back for you. So, you know, it's, it's just a couple of things. You know, sometimes people's names is a trigger. I can hear a name and, and I just, you know, um, Food is a trigger for me. If I smell some good food, that's a trigger. I'm just going to be honest, you know, go and get my pork chops and things. Um, you know, so I I have a couple of triggers. I have a couple of triggers. So, you know, you know, just like you said, a situation, sometimes what come up, come out, and the alter ego comes out. Sometimes it's food. You know, sometimes it's a name. Somebody can say a name, and and, and I'm like, I you know, I, I shut down. So uh, I've gotten a little better. A little. That much. <laughs> yeah, that word right there. See, y'all speaking that language. See? 
So, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I can go from zero to a hundred and like, you know, like that, you know, depending on what the situation is, depending on what the trigger is. But then, you know, I, you know, I come back and try to revisit, get a little trigger therapy and try to come back and hopefully fix it if I can't. Everybody be all right as soon as the swelling goes down. I'm done. Let's turn over to Dr. Wanda. Go ahead, Dr. Wanda. <laughs> Wait, Roz, before you turn it over to, what, what is your alter ego's name again? Jaquita Alize Jenkins Johnson. That's my alter ego. All right. All right. We we should never forget that name. I don't know. I don't know how I forget it. Thank, thank you kindly. <laughs> Wanda, what, what is so welcome. <laughs> What does triggering mean to you? I know why you forget the name because it's four, it's four names. Oh, four. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! She made it clear with that one more. Because <laughs> each one of those can have a character within itself. So. I'm sorry, that wasn't your question, was it? Okay. I'm sure that Roz has that effect on people, though, right? She kind of... She, she absolutely does. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Yes, yes. So tell us about being triggered, Wanda. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you guys covered um, a lot of it. And I love that quote, Rhonda. I love that quote that you put up. That was so good. And... Um, I like the fact that you already said it's something that causes us to act out of character, you know, and, and Roz brought it up that triggers can be many different things. You know, you can have visual triggers. Um, you know, really you can get triggered from the senses. You can have some, like she said, she smells something in her food. So there are many different types of triggers um, that we can look, you know, even seeing something. But when I think about, um, you know, a definition of a trigger is an event that per per precipitates another event. You know, that's the most basic one. And so something, there's some type of stimuli. And when you add that word emotional on there, that means that something happened. You were stimulated and it caused a strong emotion, right? Um, and when I think about a strong emotion, I think about you know, like the frequency, the intensity and the duration of that emotion that that um, that makes it means that you're triggered because you can have an emotional response to anything. And it's not necessarily an emotional trigger, but it's when that emotion is so, you know, deep, you know, um, it's so intense that and it's attached to a thought, a memory, a trauma something that causes that emotion to just accelerate and which typically happens as you all have already said you act out of character you go straight to action and there's nothing in between to kind of help you mitigate that response but that emotional when when, it, when emotion is attached with the trigger unfortunately a lot of times it's trauma um and then there's just a more basic you know, you were just hurt by someone, right. you know, somebody hurt your feelings or, you know, not to mess with them again. But a lot of times it's trauma. And so there there's a lot of work that needs to happen in between making sure you don't get to acting out of character, you know, right. with that strong emotion. No, I, I think that's the important part is the out of character. Right. And how often are we being pulled out of character mm. um, and what's causing us to to do that? I heard another analogy when I was looking up triggers and really diving into this a little bit more. And they used the analogy of a gun, right? And they said, okay, so a gun has many different parts to it. And which is in, in fact where the term trigger comes from, right? Um, they, they said that a gun has a barrel, it has a, a firing pin, it has ammunition, it's got the trigger pull mechanism, it's got all of those things. So when we are triggered, what is the actual happening? And think about this in context of yourself when that trigger is happening. When that trigger is happening, someone pulls the trigger, right? Let's go back to the gun. Someone pulls the trigger. What happens when someone pulls the trigger on a gun? There is an, an event 
an explosive event that causes then the ammunition to be fired, right? So if you look at that in context of yourself, someone says something crazy to you, someone says something that you are not really feeling, you, you don't think it's appropriate or whatever, and all of a sudden, so they pulled the trigger. Now, everything else after they pull the trigger is on you. Everything else, that explosive episode, you know, what happens to you internally, whatever that outward uh, explosion, all of that is on you. So here's what we do. We focus on the person who pulled the trigger. They shouldn't have pulled that trigger. Look, they don't know me by now. They don't know Jaquita Alizé, right? They don't know what's going to happen when they pull that trigger. They should know. So they shouldn't have pulled that trigger. Instead of looking and saying, well, why do you have the ammunition to begin with? You're, you're packing the punch. You're carrying the ammunition, right? And so, so what do That's you have an analogy? So you're trying to say that I allowed, that I gave them permission to pull the trigger? Is that, is that what you're saying? That's it. That's kind of what I'm saying. Wait, is Jaquita gonna come out if I say yes? Because oh I'm no, pretty oh no, hurt. no, no. This is I'm Roz Jones yes. talking right now. This is Roz Jones talking. I'm just asking a question. Yes. Or Jaquita. <laughs> okay, asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. The answer is yes because you allowed them to pull that trigger. Right. And um, and then the ammunition and the explosive event that happens after is also yours to own. So let's be real clear. It, this doesn't mean that what they that they should have said what they said. Right. We're not saying that because people say and do all kinds of things that we know are wrong or inappropriate or whatever. So, yes. And right. It's not a but it's a yes. And yes, they said something inappropriate. And you still have to own it. You have to own your part in your reaction. So what do y'all think about the analogy of the gun? Wanda, you unmuted. What did you think about that? I think that that's perfect. I, I, I love that. And you went straight in. You went straight in. We are responsible for, for our reaction from that event and giving them the ammunition. Because you said from the beginning, it's a place that we haven't healed a place that we need to be aware of. So that is so good with just the the whole process of the gun, pulling the trigger, you, you giving them that power to do that. And then the event, how you fire off, right? All of that is, is just really good. And a good, as teachers say, a good object lesson to kind of make you think through the process. I, I think that that is so true. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, Ra, uh, Murray, what are your thoughts? Before we go to you, we've got a couple of comments. First of all, let me back up a second. Victoria said, this is too funny. That's when we were doing all that crazy laughing in the beginning, right? We were just cracking up. I, I think we've got our breath now, Victoria. I'm not promising it's not coming back because it just might. So um, Regina's out there. Regina says, uh, greeting ladies. Happy to be here. Hello, sister. Great to see you. And um, in your opinion, any of the five senses triggers the most? This is a question. So um, in our opinion, does any of the five senses trigger the most? So let's back up to what, this is a great question, Victoria. Let's back up to what a trigger is. A trigger is resulting from some external form of stimuli. What is an external stimuli? That could be anything. It could be, as you said, Roz, it could be something that you smell or sense. It could be visually, you mentioned this, Wanda, something you see, right? It could be something that you hear could be a trigger. How many times? All right, let's go back to old school. Y'all remember y'all favorite old slow uh, music, favorite slow song that used to come on the radio where you was in the dark in the corner and it was just you against the world, right? That could be a trigger. That song could come on today and what's going to happen? You're going to be like, okay, everybody stop talking, right? <laughs> everybody stop talking. I'm having, you're, 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 you're having a flashback, a flashback. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's important to know that any, any, Thing that brings stimuli into your existence, into you, 
could be a trigger. So um, really, really great um, question. And Victoria says, in her opinion, smell is the strongest. I think it just depends, um, Victoria, because people are all different. Um, smells to me are probably not my strongest triggers, um, but we're all different. Some of us are auditory or visual or et cetera. So really great question. Thank you for that. Michael says, um, put a cork in it. I don't know what point you said that in a conversation, Michael, because we have lost it. <laughs> and then he said, good morning, ladies. Michael's actually going to be joining us on the show on November 6th. Yay, Michael, we've been trying to get you on for a little bit. So we are looking forward to having you on and having a discussion as well. So, but you know what, though, Rhonda, I want, I want to say this when, when I was growing up, this is just as I always say, Ross Jones talking. You know, when people used to talk about your mama, that would trigger you mm. to want to fight. You're not gonna talk about my mama. I'm finna, you know, put a can of whoop tail on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, that was the hearing, you know, and you know, so it it you know it triggered something. So, you know, when she's asking about the senses, like you said, I think it's individual. It just depends yeah. on the person. I guess which, which sense at that time, when it happens, is the strongest sense. And, you know, I know for me, audible, because I have to listen a lot, you know, um, in, 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 in a lot of situations. So I think my audible is, is stronger sometimes than my visual because I'm getting old and I can't see too well. So I know that the, uh, <laughs> you know, the audible is the thing for me. But, you, you know, again, if we go back to what you said, we give permission sometimes for this to happen. And so sometimes we need to serve an eviction notice or, you know, draw the line somewhere to where, you know, as we start to see, hear, taste, smell or whatever, we may need, you know, I know now I take a pause. I have to take a pause. I have to take a pause for the cause as 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 one of my protection mechanisms around these things that trigger me. And I just yeah. wanted to say that. Thank you. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to, um, as we think about these triggers and we're thinking about our own personal experiences around being triggered, you know, I think one of the, one of my um, areas that I can get triggered pretty easily, and I'm not easily triggered. I, I have managed that over time. Um, I might emotionally react to something and I might ponder something and go, you know, what the, <laughs> what, what was that? But I'm not easily triggered. But one of the things I noticed that can trigger me is when people decide that their emergency is my problem. Right. When, when you decide that you've got all of this stuff going on and all of a sudden it needs to be a priority for me. I'm now now I'm kind of feeling some kind of way about that because I'm thinking, uh, no, I am with full heart, sympathy and empathy and compassion and all of that other stuff thrown out there. But no. Right. You have to deal. I recently had the situation happen. I got a I got a message from a family member who said, oh my gosh, I'm having a really hard time right now. I'm going through all this stuff. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that and all this. But all of a sudden there was all these requests, right? Can you do this right now? Can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, mm, mm, yeah, no, I feel terrible <laughs> about everything that you're going through. Love you dearly. Want to listen? Hey, can I listen to help support you? Because I'm like super busy right now. And this is not a good time for me to be just dropping everything that I'm doing to do that. I may have times when I choose to do that, but that's my choice. Right. And it is not. And I will not be guilted into deciding into someone else deciding that I need to make them a priority because they have their stuff happening. Right. So those are those are just my triggers. So um, Regina says definitely audio are triggers for her. OK. Uh, and sometimes all of those sounds really do bring back memories. And then um, Cindy said sudden extreme news of a well-known or well-hated celebrity could bring on a trigger one way or the other. Yeah. So news in the media. Think about our political world right now. Think about what's happening with COVID. How many people are do you think out there are triggered regarding COVID? <laughs> Listen, you can just can't even you, count. <laughs> you can't, Marie, if you just go onto Clubhouse, you'll find yeah. almost every room that has the COVID topic in it 
has five to a thousand people. Right. right? You can yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But yeah, they're talking about yeah. Alec Baldwin. They're talking about, you know, COVID, you know, anything that's vaccine is in Clubhouse. <laughs> Right, yeah, booster yeah. shots, who should get them, yeah. everything. Exactly. So it's, uh, but one uh, one area where people are triggered as, as well, when you're tired and then, mm. you know, you're basically triggered by all kind of things. I still remember, uh, you know, with my kids, you know, I'd be tired from, from work and I come and they just say something to me and I'm like, you know, disproportionately react, you know, and it's not about them. It's about me being tired or bringing another situation at home. And uh, that can be uh, um, one of, you know, one of the triggers, just, you know, t being tired and not actually resting. Then you, you trigger all kinds of things, you know, a reaction uh, when dealing with, uh, when interacting with people. You know what I think is really important about that point, um, Murray. So I'm going to go mm -hmm. back again to our current state and COVID. Mm -hmm. And and I do a lot of work with leaders, right? And the focus mm -hmm. is on leaders. So what's happening? Leaders are triggered in the workplace. Mm -hmm. They are tired. They're overwhelmed. They don't have enough staff. Everything mm -hmm. is changing. Policies and processes are changing every day, right? They mm -hmm. can't up. And what's happening is they are triggered. So when they mm -hmm. would normally take time to respond to an employee or a situation in a much more empathic way, all of a sudden that that's not there. They are lacking mm -hmm. compassion right now because they are tired and they are not have not been able to refill their own mm -hmm. buckets. And um, and Wanda, I'm I'm wondering if are you seeing that same thing? I am. Um, and just the, the sheer uniqueness of this time, you know, people have never been whatever they are, um, a leader, a manager, a supervisor, whatever your title is in a pandemic. You know, um, we heard this word a thousand times, unprecedented times. And so we're all navigating our roles in a time and having an experience that we've never experienced before. And the emotional toll, the mental toll, all of that is happening to all of us. And so when I work with people who are running things, the leaders, the ones who are visible, they're, like you said, they're, they're trying to figure out how to manage themselves and then be responsible for everyone else. And I think that we forget that human side. Um, and, and that doesn't even add in, you know, we talk about the pandemic, you know, there's also the whole social justice thing going on. And so depending on if you're a, um, a leader of color, a black leader, then you also are managing that emotional part of what's going on in life. And, and, and if you are thinking about the people who you lead, who are impacted by that, if your empathy is in place, like Rhonda said, you know, it's, it's, that's a lot, a lot to handle. It really, no, it really is. And so I was cracking up because I was, I was reading the chat. And um, so there's a couple of things. So Victoria said, could being triggered be associated with being vulnerable? So Victoria, this is a really good point. Let's talk about some of the internal stuff that causes our triggered. We've talked about maybe getting enough rest and being exhausted, those sort of environmental or physical aspects. But there are also some other things. So I'm going to cover that in just a second. And Julia, Julie, you are cracking me up. I am now triggered by wearing jeans or dress pants after COVID. I am much happier in yoga pants, my new normal. I now, right, when, now when you leave the house and you're like, well, I actually got to dress up? Really? Please. I, I don't want to get out of these yoga pants. So that is something. So Victoria, that is a great question. So let's look at some of the uh, causes of triggers. And uh, before we do that, I probably just need to do a quick uh, reset really quickly. Quick commercial break here because we are already more than halfway through the segment, which again, we were just talking about this, Wanda, how we never have enough time for these heavy, deep topics. So quick commercial break. If, if you're just tuning in, you are watching the Coffee with Rhonda show, and we are discussing emotional triggers. If you have not taken a moment to like or share the video, please do that. Don't forget to keep your comments coming. And let's do a quick coffee break where we get to revisit our coffee humor. So quick coffee break for us really quickly. Um, and not so another coffee is calling you. What do you do? 
Do you hit the snooze button and say, remind me every five minutes? Or do you send, send a message that says, go send a message to my brain. Go do it now, now, right now. You have the choice when another coffee is calling you. And that is our coffee humor for today. Don't forget to pick up your shirt uh, or your swag or your cup or whatever that is. You can visit Coffee with Rhonda store. And I think the link is out there um, in the thread for you to be able to see them. And these coffee breaks in the future will be sponsored um, by different companies, different folks with uh, messages to share with you. So just wanted to do a quick coffee break now. Let's go back to Victoria. And uh, Victoria, such a great question. So take a look at this, ladies, and let me know. These are some causes of triggers, right? Common causes of triggers, rejection, betrayal, unjust treatment, someone challenging your beliefs, when you feel uh, feelings of being helpless or loss of control, um, being excluded or ignored, Right. So we go back to the whole um, environment of inclusion and belonging. Uh, when someone is voicing disapproval or criticism, feeling unwanted or needed, feeling suit, smothered, insecurity, loss of independence. And Victoria, that insecurity is one that goes to that vulnerability place also a little bit as well. Right. So these are some common triggers. And if you're out there, if there is one of these that resonates with you, you know, let us know what that is uh, when you often find where you might be finding yourself feeling triggered. Um, so Roz, uh, Murray, do, do any one of these stand out for you? Can you? Yes, can you we hear can me? hear you. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think rejection and betrayal, because a lot of times, a lot of times when we are, um, particularly in business, you know, sometimes you know, you know, we go to a client, we offer services, we're, you know, we're rejected or, you know, we're, we're rejected in other places. So, you know, sometimes rejection and then also to trust, you know, betrayal when some break, someone breaks your trust, it's hard sometimes to come back. And, you know, I tell people, you know, a lot of times I say, I go through rejection therapy like everybody else. And so, you know, we were taught that um, you know, rejection is failure. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, that's, that's huge. You know, so rejection is not always failure. Rejection is good. A lot of times for growth and we weren't, you know, I wasn't taught that, you know, you know, and, and we've talked about this in previous segment yeah. that, uh, you know, rejection for a lot of people is a sign of failure, a sign that, you know, you didn't do something right. You know, there's cause and effect for, rejection and it's not it's all the time it's not like that it's not like that so we got to take the the stigmatism off of some of these things and then and then so that when we react we can react in a different way that you know provides uh productivity instead of destruction mm -hmm. so i just wanted to put that out there mm -hmm. no great point Murray, uh, what stands out for you those are good Roz. I mean, those are good, but for me, it's really about control. So I get triggered when I don't, I lose control. I like to, and, and it goes with the independence because I like to be independent. I like to, uh, you know, do what I want to do. So when I'm, you know, put in a box or when I'm forced to do something, then I start to be triggered. I'm not happy. I'm anxious. I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm starting to be very irritated. And so it's 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 important for me to just have this, you know, to know where I'm going, to know uh, what I do and without having people behind me saying, oh no, you shouldn't do it this way. You shouldn't, you know, uh, behave that way. You shouldn't uh, take this position. You shouldn't, if you tell me, I'll, I'll, not only I will respond back, but I will also, just do the opposite. So it's gonna trigger, <laughs> gonna trigger a reaction that is completely the opposite of what you're trying to. You know. Obviously, you know, they, I, I listen to feedback, but when it's done in a way where they impose on you, it's not gonna happen. So that's really the trigger for me, having this control and being able to be independent in my choices and in what in what I want to do. 
I love that. No. Mm -hmm. And knowing yourself is important. And that brings up the point of what mm -hmm. Michael is out there saying. So Michael said, we need to learn to lead ourselves first mm -hmm. and soften our response to external stimuli wear lounge pants and socks because no one sees them online, right? We need mm -hmm. to chill out a little more these days, but that is easy to say and hard to do. So I I do want to know, and Victoria said, man, we need to talk more about this. Rejection is a whole <laughs> nother up. I think Victoria, you may have just given us another mm -hmm. uh, show topic, right? Is, mm -hmm. is rejection and how we manage through that. Betrayal triggers me from unexperienced management in any case, and I'm working on this. It is mm -hmm. those deeper experiences. Uh, it's within us. When we are triggered, I, I feel like we get into that victim place, right? Mm -hmm. You should not have done this to me. It's either. So I feel like it's either victim, judgment, or, you know, one of those emotions happening, mm -hmm. right? Because judgment of others places you on a higher pedestal, right? Mm -hmm. I'm better. I'm right. You're wrong. You should. You shouldn't. Right. That's a place of judgment. And so when you're in that place, you feel like you have the authority and the right to go off mm -hmm. on someone because I'm right. So, yeah, you said this and you shouldn't have said it. And so now you deserve whatever comes next. I think that's really important for us to understand about ourselves. Right. And so, um, Wanda, you have a process. Everybody, let me I'm going to share a process that Wanda shared. And then, Wanda, I want you to introduce us to this process and talk us through it a little bit. So Wanda says, you know, one of the ways that we can begin to manage our triggers is by using um, the stop method. And I'll put it on the screen. The stop method is situation, thoughts, obstacle, and process. So Wanda, tell us what the stop method is and how we can use it. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I, I just have to say this, a lot of the processes and the methods that I come up with, I use them on myself first. So it's like this, this testing. And then um, I use, I introduce it to my clients. I'm not going to say I use it on my clients. I introduce it to my clients. <laughs> But it, it, it's a combination of some of the things that we've already been talking about it. And Ra said this a couple of times. She said, pause and wait. So so the S, the situation, that's recognizing that stimuli. Where was I? What was I doing? Who was I with? All of those things around when you got triggered. So you have to identify the situation, identify the actors, the players, you know, all of the things, the audio, you know, the auditory, the visual, all of the stimuli that are coming to you in that situation. So you you really take take a moment to say, OK, where was I? What was I doing? Who was talking to me? And when you take the time to think through, of course, this is not going to happen when you're in the middle of your trigger. But it, it when, once you start working through the process, it can be a part of that moment. Right. So it's stop S-T-O-P because it means stop when you feel triggered. Right. And when you're in that moment, this is not going to be an instantaneous fix it. But in that moment, you when you go back and reflect, it can happen quicker every time. So identify the situation and then thoughts. Identify the thoughts. What thoughts are surfacing from that situation? Because um, I teach this emotions don't have a thought. When that emotion happens, you attach it to a thought, a memory, a situation. You attach it to something that happened. The emotion comes up and, and you know, in, in milliseconds or even smaller than that, our, our, um, our mind attaches it to something, right? And so what is that thought that came up when you were in that situation? What did it remind you of? Did it take you back to a trauma? Did it take you back to a negative situation? What was it? What thought went off in your mind? Because that thought is what sent you sent that emotion on a spiral. That thought is what escalated. Right. It brought you back to that place, that space. And this could be positive and negative because I love what Rhonda said about the, the song. It takes you to a happy place, right? It takes you to a chill place where you're like, oh, yes. So <laughs> it, it really could go either way. But when we when we think about what we want to stop and I love um, I think it was Michael just said about lead ourselves first. 
we have as leaders, we have to go through this process in our mind. And the, the brain is so powerful. Our mind has the capacity to move through these steps just like that once we start working on it, right? So we identify the situation, all of the stimuli. We identify that thought that, that is making us escalate because what we typically do is we sit in it. We start to feel that emotion. We feel that situation, all that happened, how it hurt us, how they hurt us. So, you know, all of these things start popping off and we're like ready to go. You're not doing that to me anymore. We're giving them the power, right, Rhonda? We're giving them the power. And then the over obstacle, what that says is, what is the perceived obstacle or barrier that you are, 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 are sensing because of the situation and the thought? Because typically there's, there's some type of obstacle. Well, if I allow this because this happened, because they did that before, because I went through this, I can't or I won't. Or so there's some perceived barrier or obstacle, whatever that is for you. Because remember, triggers are unique to us. They're based on our life experiences. And so that perceived obstacle um, is what's really kind of making you stay there. So you're sitting there simmering in your feeling, in your emotion, and you're either whatever your response is, mouth going, stare, removal, whatever you do when you trigger to trigger, whatever. Um, and then the, the P is the process. And the P says, don't negate the process. Okay. Because it goes right back to what Rhonda brought in in the first place. There's something there you're triggered because there's some healing that needs to happen. There's some deliverance that needs to happen. Right. And so go through your process. And, and I'm so guilty of this. And this is why I know this P is so important. Don't deny the emotion. Don't go numb and don't run from it. Cause I am the master of numbing out. Mm. I'm just not going to deal with this. So I go numb. So I'm not going to give you any response. I'm not going to even deal with my own pain, hurt, trauma. I'm just going to go numb and I'm going to move on. And that is so detrimental. Don't deny yourself that it's happening because it's happening and you need to deal with it. You need to deal with it a long time ago, probably. Mm -hmm. um, and don't run from the process of healing. Allow yourself to go through the process. Identif identify the situation, identify the thoughts. Why is there a perceived obstacle? Because it might not be, but because of the thoughts and then embrace the process. Mm. Wanda, that's good. And, and so I love the aspect and I'll ask Marae and Roz to comment on the stop process in a second. And if you're out there watching and you, if you have a question about the stop process, please type that in the chat so that we can bring that into the conversation and uh, ask Wanda to respond. One of the, one of the steps in the stop process that I love is the thoughts. I am constantly sharing with my clients and people when I'm coaching them to go back to your thoughts. Because when you are feeling violated, when you are feeling triggered, when you are feeling whatever, it stems back to your thoughts. You said this beautifully, Wanda. Emotions don't have thoughts. Emotions are and, and feelings are powered by thoughts, right? So go back to your thoughts. Whatever you're thinking, I guarantee you, your thoughts will reflect that. So if I am, if I am really upset because a colleague really, really made me angry. I can guarantee you, I am thinking they knew what they were doing. They did it on purpose. They do this all the time. They are trying to sabotage me. I guarantee you, those are the thoughts, right? When someone cuts you off on the road, the same thing. When you are triggered by that, why are you triggered by that? Because they should have saw me. They knew better where they get their driver's license, all of these things, right? So if you go back to your thinking, you can, and then, that awareness allows you to make the shift. So I love that you have thoughts in there, Wanda. I am all about the thoughts. I'm like, you know what? Just, just bring it back. Because if you can identify the thoughts, you can change the thoughts, right? And then you are in a much more powerful position. So Marae and Roz, what's your, uh, any comments or responses to the stop process? Oh, I love it because it gives us back the power. And, uh, and, and we always had this power, but be, because of the trigger, we forget that this power is ours. 
and we are, you know, the one in control, we can choose to react, you know, as we want. We don't have to, to be uh, driven by, you know, external factors. And, and that's really what, what I like with this process is that, you know, you go inside and you go back to your thoughts and you manage the whole process instead of you being dragged and managed by your thoughts or managed by what people are saying or managed by, you know, the external uh, circumstances. And w one thing that Wanda said, and I, I think I'm, uh, I'm now thinking about myself is, you know, identifying the trauma that actually, you know, um, trigger, trigger all of this because the reaction is one thing, but what is beyond all of this? And, you know, I, I was just saying before that, you know, I don't, I, I like to be independent. I don't like people dictating to me, but it's just because, you know, I've, I've been raised like that by my dad. So now I'm refusing, you know, basically to say, no, I don't want to be controlled. I want to have my, you know, my freedom and do whatever I want to do. And, and I really like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marae. No, that's great. And that trauma piece. Wow. Mm -hmm. Taking the time to go back in our trauma. And Roz, I'm going to come to you next. And mm -hmm. as I was looking at this, a gentleman said a quote that sort of caused me to step back a little bit. Um, and he said, gosh, I, I should have wrote his name down, but I was so busy running around. I think he said um, that being triggered and allowing others to trigger you is almost the ultimate form of slavery. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Mm. Your reaction to that? That's mm. exactly what I do when mm. I say. Yes, ma'am. Find I, that for me. Right. Mm. I back and I went, wait a minute. Because what he said is when you allow, you have given your power away and you allow others to have control over you mm -hmm. and to determine how you feel and how you respond then you are in that ultimate form of slavery. And I I was just sort of blown away by that a little bit because I thought, oh my goodness. And that is basically true. At what point, if you're out there in the audience watching, please type in the chat, at what point did you intentionally decide to give away your power? At what point did you decide that others are, are more, uh, have more ownership of deciding where you are, how you feel than you do. When did that happen? So Roz? You know what, for the first time in all these shows, I think I'm speechless after that quote. I mean, I don't know, Rhonda, because as you said, give, give, give away the power, then we're operating in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say nothing else. I'm serious. Yeah. It's a program, right? It's a program uh, mm -hmm. that's running below the surface. So I have a computer sitting in front of me, right? Um, for all y'all that don't know, I'm a Mac user. So, you know, I don't know why I just got all caught up in the Kool-Aid, but whatever. So, I, so I'm a Mac user and underneath, so I'm pressing the keys and things are happening, but that's not really what's happening. What's really happening is under the surface in the motherboard, in the operating system, in the programming. That's how it knows how to respond. So when we are triggered, there's something in us that programming is running, right? And that's what's happening. And that's why a process like Wanda's is so important because otherwise the program just continues to run. The program is just running. And until we intentionally start to bring to that awareness, which is the S in her process, right? come to bring it to your awareness, then you can begin the process of reprogramming yourself so that you take back ownership and control. So I I, I think this is just this is just a really great conversation. I'm going to go to a couple of audience comments and then I want to share one last thing with us. Um, I think a lot of times we cannot separate or find rational thoughts from our feelings. Um, our mind is too cloudy. It takes a lot of training of emotional intelligence. Victoria, that's true. We know. So there's a quote in the uh, emotional intelligence world that says strong emotions make us stupid. <laughs> strong emotions make us stupid. That's a literal sense because we know what strong emotions do. That the fact that when the amygdala grabs control, it blocks. 
your logical processes from kicking in and now you're stuck in that emotion. So that is actually true, your statement there. And then Michael said, your issues today are not just for a few of us and your listeners. This is a topic for all people all over the world these days. All of our fuses have become shorter and we are quicker to shoot back. Learning to be flexible and dodge bullets and refrain from firing back quickly is the key to success today. I have two other amazing mentors, um, the two psychologists that were on the show a while back, um, Casey and Tim. And they talk about you cannot go further with anyone than you have gone with yourself. Sit with that for a moment. Right. So awesome breakdown. Wanda mom said she loved your stop process. And then Victoria said me too. speechless. I think in my case, it happened when I gave control of another person over me. So as we move to uh, go into our wrap up segment, I'm going to do something just uh, a little bit different because there are some other um, things that we can be thinking about as we think about managing these triggers. I'll put them up on the screen and then we'll mold our folding uh, comments around those as we get ready to wrap up. This has been a powerful conversation, ladies. And um, and so before I go to that, I just want to say, because we're getting responses, Regina said, I used to give away my power because I did not know that I was in control. Now I choose to keep my power and teach others by example as I continue to learn. And mom said, great reminder, Marae, we are the ones with the power. We need to remember this in all situations. If you are giving somebody access to the trigger of that gun, don't be surprised when they fire it. And then you still have to own the fact that you supplied them basically with the ammunition. That's yours to own. So let's do our picture shot. And then we're going to go into our what's in our cup segment and get ready to wrap up. Got it. Awesome. I just love that so much. That has just become just a highlight of my day, that little coffee uh, shot. So uh, we're going to move. If you're out there listening in the audience, I'm going to put something up on the screen when we come back from this uh, little intro segment here. But I want you to think about what's up on the screen and think about everything that you've heard today. And please begin to type into the chat. What are you taking away? What did we help put in your cup today that is going to help you on your journey to wherever it is that you're headed? Because that's our purpose for being here. And that's the purpose of the show. So we'll see you on the other side of this. All right. So we're going to go to wrap up. So here's the other thing, some other things to be thinking about in terms of managing your triggers. You now have a whole process in the stop process that you can use. Here, so here are some other things. Um, recognizing it in the moment. And this is what's included in the stop process as well, right? Being aware, really, if you do nothing else, just for the next 60 days, pay attention. Just pay attention what's coming up for you, what's coming up in you, what are you responding to? Um, own it, right? Evaluate feeling versus fact. Every feeling is not fact. Just because you feel it doesn't make it fact, doesn't make it true, and your feelings will lie to you. So evaluating what is it something that you're feeling versus what is truly a fact. Um, is this their problem or yours? If you get triggered, is it really their problem or is it your problem? That's something that you have to begin to really think about in the moment. Other tips and, and techniques in the moment, if you are a trigger, because we are human, and none of this means that you will never be triggered again. Please don't take that away, because you may leave this show, walk out of your front door and get triggered. Um, but some things you can do in the moment, deep breathing, right, to bring yourself back, take a moment, as Roz said, pressing that pause button, uh, taking a moment to always remember to be present. If you are present in the moment, then you can't be in the past because you're in the moment. If you are present in the moment, you can't be worried about because they did this, this could happen tomorrow because that's the future. You're in the moment, right? So some other things to just think about in terms of helping yourself manage through any of those triggers. So I'm going to ask Roz and Marae to share with us 
any thoughts they have on anything on this list or anything we've discussed in the show that they are taking away. And then Wanda, we're going to ask for your final thoughts and comments as well. And then we also want you to share how others can connect and um, uh, can connect with you. Uh, so um, Regina's out there. She said, great show, ladies. Yeah, this was a really, really good one. So Marae, um, let's start with you. What, what's in your cup and what are you taking away? So in my cup today is, um, I understand that triggers, we own the, our triggers, so nobody owns it for us. We own it and uh, we, it's personal, but at the same time, it's not a life sentence. So we can improve, there are processes, and I like the stop processes, um, to get back our power, because it's really about, you know, when we get triggered, it's really about giving our power away. So we need to get it back. And it's our responsibility to, to be aware, to understand, you know, are those triggered uh, manifested, you know, into our life and, and try to go back, like we said, you know, think, of, think about, go through uh, the, the thought process and also all the trauma, the, the, the different, you know, um, trauma that we went through and try to understand why we are behaving like that and get back to, owning the triggers, owning the process, and uh, being back in control. Right. I love that. Own, the, own it, own the process, and get back in control. So, mm -hmm. Roz, what's, what's, it, what's in your cup? What are you taking away today? I'm going to take away that I need, if something happens, I need six feet. I need six <laughs> feet between me and the other person. <laughs> so... I am going to. I'm going to rename that. That is trigger it's distancing. Social dis it's social distancing. Social it is not. It's trigger distancing. That's what it. Oh, okay. I thought it was social distancing. Right. I, I think we were just talking to Alize. I think we were just talking to Joseph. Not Roz. Yeah. Roz has come up with a new term. We have come up with a new term for Roz, y'all, trigger distancing. All right. We come up with some interesting terms on this show. So thank you, Ms. Roz. Um, <laughs> if you're out there, don't forget to type in the comments. What are you taking away from this discussion and this conversation that's going to change your day, your life, your tomorrow going forward? And Ms. Wanda, tell us what you want to leave us with today um, from this conversation. And then if anybody wants to learn more or connect with you, how they can do that. I just want to say thank you so much for this show. When I've when I watched your show before, I, I pulled the laughter and the fun, but the but the wisdom. I mean, this is like the perfect com uh, perfect combination of wisdom and fun. So I, I love you, ladies. This is great. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for having me. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome. <laughs> um, I, I think you all have said it. I mean. I just want to leave you that the stop method is all about you owning it. I do, I do deep work. My clients don't come to me if they're not ready to go in deep and, and, you know, do what needs to be done. So um, you can maximize the moments of your life. So um, if you are ready to take back control and not let anybody else pull your trigger um, uh, this method and, and others are, are what I love to, to work with people on. But what I, what my biggest desire is for us to heal and be whole in the spaces and the places that we are in. And when you're ready to do this deep work, you're going to be more authentic, more powerful in the places that you go. So, um, take the time to heal. So you can enjoy your emotions. Emotions are God given. You know, this is not something that is just haphazard. It's something, you know, we're meant to feel and feel deeply. We just got to do it when we can own it. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you want to reach me, um, I'm, I'm big. I have courses around all this information. I have an online school called Empowerment School. Um, it's at a greater you.thinkific.com, a greater you.thinkific.com. So please check out the courses that I have. I have courses on being triggered, emotional intelligence, embracing the emotional me. Um, you can find me at wandalscott.com, www.wandalscott.com. You can contact me there for coaching. 
And I have a business called We Consulting Solutions. So that's www.weconsultingsolutions.com. I'm, and I'm everywhere at Wanda Empowers on social media. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Great show. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know, what I love is, so last week uh, when we had uh, Julie on the show, uh, the quote that stayed with us for, um, you know, some time, I think was becoming the author of your day, right? You are the author of your day. And this week, uh, Wanda, I think you just gave us our quote of the show. And that was, and I don't even know if you know you, that you did it, but I was writing it down. It's maximize the moments of your life. Love that maximize the moments of your life. That is so powerful, right? And you cannot do that if you are allowing yourself to be emotionally enslaved, right? Uh, to, I know, I know it's hot. I'm saying it intentionally so that we can get people's attention. Do not allow yourself to be emotionally enslaved by others. That is a choice you are making. And, and if you are in that place, that means you can change it, right? Because any choice that you have made today, you can decide that you want to change that and make a different choice tomorrow. So Victoria uh, is out there and Victoria said, uh, it reinforced the concept that I am in control of the gun and the bullet supplying it and not in control of the person holding it. Awesome conversation, loved every minute of it. Thank you so much, Victoria, for tuning in. So glad you, you joined us. Michael said, I'm taking away several smiles. Thank you all. Um, and I can't wait, Michael's a hoot, so I cannot wait to get him on the show also. And then um, Cindy said, love that, Roz. And um, just... I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. So we are here for all of you really to help give you tools, tips, resources, uh, contribute to your world and your day, uh, your ability to lead not only others, but to lead yourself in a way that allows you to lead above the grind. So we are excited that you have joined us for this episode. Thank you so much. We will be back next week for another episode, same time, same station. I cannot believe we are halfway through the season already, ladies. So uh, it is moving very, very quickly. So um, we will see you back here next week for my panel and everyone here. Stay tuned for just a moment. For everyone else out there, we will see you next week when we come back and give you more tools to help you lead above the grind. Until next week.